This is a post-Christian podcast. Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Good morning. So if I look a little crazy today, I have a huge, um, was up all night with a really bad migraine, still have it taking some medication, drinking some water, now drinking some caffeine, trying to balance the uh, the migraine out. I don't get them that often anymore. I used to get them all the time, but when they hit, they hit. I couldn't sleep, and I was very excited because I got new slats for my bed because I'm that old. Wooden slats for the bottom <laughs> of my bed to make it more comfortable. <sighs> And then I got a migraine. I'm like, do I have a migraine because of the slats? Or, uh, mm. you know, now I can't figure out. Now I've got to add extra days to my slats, and my mattress has a 100-day guarantee. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is adult worries. This is what my, my high school teachers were saying. When you become an adult, you're going to have real-life worries. You have to start thinking about them slats. Slats in your bed. Is it slats or slates? I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say the word slats. I'm not sure what that is. But slates doesn't make sense either. Wood. Pieces of yeah, long yeah, yeah, pieces yeah. of wood that go. You know, uh, what would you call those? Planks. Planks. <laughs> planks. <laughs> Can I get you some bed fool. planks? <laughs> well, are they slats? They're slats or slates. Hmm. Uh, they're slats or slates. They might be slates. <laughs> well, I was saying slats, wasn't I? I think they're slates. Slats sounds like a word. Mm, I don't know. I just don't think I've heard that. I'm surprised no one's... I'm waiting for the comments to Correct blow up here. Yeah. Roberta has a big laughing thing. And then, I love you, bud. Praying you feel better. <laughs> That's a big blue mark. That must be your dad. I think it's because you guys are on the same channel or something. You're actually wrong. That's Beth. Hmm. Beth is not my dad. Oh, is that Beth? Mills? Is it Beth Mills? Yeah. Beth Mills was my bodyguard at one time. Mostly my sister's bodyguard. Wow, but every now cool. and then. And I was very little when I met Beth. And it's so funny because usually I don't remember things that far, far back. But I do remember the first time I met Beth, and it was at the guard shack. And I remember being outside on the guard shack, walking. There was um, in these guard shacks out in front of Heritage USA. And there was, I guess, kind of like these stones that surrounded it. And I remember like a wall that was covered in stones. And I remember walking on top of the wall and talking to her. Stone slates? Uh, nope, just stones, <laughs> just a stone wall. And okay. walking around and talking to Beth. And, you know, cool thing about those days was is, is, is we all became like family at, at, at Heritage, you know. Like when we had security guards, like, you know, we were mostly like family, like even like some of the ones like there was one guy who wrote a book, but he was like a security guard with us for like a week. Um, but even when we had disagreements, you know, we ended up making peace like our my dad's bodyguard, Don, you know, I mean, we had a little falling out. But then, you know, what? now we're fine and we're like family. You know, that's what family does. And I think if anything speaks a testament to those days and people's judgments and all that crap is the fact of how close tight we all were and we really loved each other and cared about each other and still do 30 some odd years later after it's all gone mm, you nice. know so um 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I love it's it. It's really cool. You know, and when I'd say that's the highlight of social media for me is is being able to stay in touch with so many people like that and see people like Beth and Carlos and, and folks like that mm. who are uh, you know, like family, helped raise us, you know. Anyhow, um, memory lane. So for the record, Bob says slates and Roberta says slats. Weighing in. Potato, potato, slates, the- slats. Let's call the old thing off. We're, this calling, is what we're church- calling this talk slats, right? <laughs> yeah. No, we're calling it slates. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, it's the church. That's what we <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a doctrinal thing. Yeah. <laughs> going to get a spin-off denomination over this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's Revolution Slates, and then there's Revolution Slats. Yeah, right. um, New Revolution of Seattle leans more towards Slats. More of a Slats or people. Um, exactly. They go to Ikea. <laughs> um, all right, so... Oh, this is another thing. It's my slats for my bed. This is very interesting. You're going to love this. It's usually they go across the bed, you know, then you put it on top. This one goes vertically. Uh, Mine goes vertically. What? Yeah. And so and I had to use uh, zip ties so it doesn't slide all around because the reviews say they slide a lot. So. Slippery slats? Mm-hmm. Slippery slats. You know, you could be sitting through 30, 40 really bad worship song, 30 minutes of really bad worship songs, or you could be talking about slats. And to be honest with you, if I went to a church where the pastor talked about slats for the first 15 minutes, I would be, I'd be like, this is my church. This is where I belong. So that's just my honest opinion. Oh, wait, Bob is, Bob is now, um, he is, uh, Modifying his pronunciation to slats. To slats. Slats. We're going slats. So I think I... Final answer, slats. I was right the whole time. So you were right all along. And I doubted you, Pastor, and I'm sorry. And I repent. Well, you know, I'll see you in the booth in the confessional (laughs) after service. So I saw this meme, and it was... um, It was Anakin Skywalker as a kid, and it was Qui-Gon Jinn. And he's like, you're now free from being a slave. And he goes, oh, thank you, Qui-Gon. And Qui-Gon goes, no, call me master. Oh, uh-huh. wow. It's a radical reading. Yeah. I mean, it's funny and Flipping true. Stuff it's on funny its because head. it's true. All right. We're going to start losing people because this isn't just a... It's not very funny. ...babble. No, it doesn't work. Um... So yeah, my, you just babble. I've got on. a migraine, and it does help to babble because it, I don't focus on the migraine. Um, it says somewhere in Galatians, it does. All the answers are in Galatians. We could just become a church with a very small Bible. I saw also saw a text the other day that said if um, an e- a text, an email, whatever, a tweet, Meme, a tweet talking tweet. about um, if you haven't read the Old Testament. And you just read the New Testament, it's like watching the last five minutes of a movie. Um, and I have to extremely disagree with that comment. Like, I extremely yeah. disagree with that comment. I mean, it's like, 
It's like prequels and sequels, kind of. You yeah. know what I mean? It's kind of like, mm, not a big huge fan mm. of the prequels, but mm-hmm. I love the sequels. I mean, the Old Testament sheds so much light on the New Testament. It's like, oh, this is why sacrifice is such a big metaphor. Yeah, oh, yeah. this is why. No, I mean, you get a lot out of it, but I'm yeah. just saying I don't spend a lot of but, time. Uh, yeah, calling it like the last five minutes. Come on, the New Testament is where we live. Hey, bro. Whatever. I would have even <laughs> Maybe that's why we're all assholes, because we're treating it like the last five minutes. Just think about that. The time is near. All right, get on Twitter and, and, and find that person and destroy them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so here we are. We're in Philippians. So flip on over to Philippians. Favorite dad <sighs> joke. And um, before we get into Philippians, I wanted to just say thank you to everybody who's been supporting our um, GoFundMe. Mm, mm-hmm. We started a GoFundMe. And um, Pete retweeted it. And that helped, actually. It was nice. Thank you, Peter. Um, it's strange, because 15 years ago, we had really big budget for two years. <laughs> and now it's really tough to, hard <laughs> to raise $3,000. Um, <laughs> how times have changed. Um, but we have a... I'm going to just show you guys, show it to you. Because somebody said they went on to GoFundMe and had a hard time finding it. Um, that's frustrating yeah but so I put the link in if you go to Instagram the link is in the bio if you go to Twitter it's just one of our tweets you can click on it um, if you go to one of my if you go to my Twitter it's on it if you go to if you go what's ever happening below this talk right now it's right there mm-hmm. you can just click on it um, it's, so we've got all of our bases covered so you can find it it's on Facebook so uh, we posted about it on Instagram, but you can't put links on oh, Instagram. Oh, we've got 890. I thought we had done 1,000. Okay. So here it is. Well, that's still pretty good. And after a week. And what you can do is if you want to donate, you click that little button that says donate now. Boom. And you get a tax write-off with this, too. And there's also a share button, and that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about is if you hit that share button, you can't really see it very well. But there's a Facebook, Twitter, email, WhatsApp, and text. And so what I'm going to ask you to do is, hey, share this with your friends. You're like, yeah, I can't really give any money. Well, you can share it, or you can retweet it, or you can like a tweet, but I prefer that you retweet it. I swear nowadays asking someone to retweet something is like you know, asking for $3,000. Um, <laughs> It's really hard. And to get anybody to like anything that has a link on it is almost impossible as well. Um, I don't know when, when we became such elitists on Twitter. Twitter. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's it. It's GoFundMe. We're trying to raise three grand. It tells you why we're trying to raise the money, what we're going to do with the money. It's all there. Uh-huh. Um, it it so. is. Um, I just went to GoFundMe and searched Revolution Church. And it does not pop up immediately. So, yeah, please follow the links. That would be a lot easier, I think. Yep. There you go. It's so, not, yeah, I don't know why it's not popping up right away, but. Yeah, I'm not sure either. So, but there it is. So, yeah, follow the links on all of our social media. Go fund me everywhere, and um, hopefully we can do that. You know what? You're not GoFunding me. You're GoFunding your future. Yeah, you're GoFunding salvation. This church and what happens. Oh, so. we didn't mention the three sin. Right off. Oh, yeah. If you donate, if well, if you retweet, actually, if you it was retweet, a thing, or you share it with a friend, you get three free sins. Three indulgences. 
units. Um, units of indulgence. Philippians. So let's turn to Philippians. Are you guys ready? Turn your Bible to Philippians now that we've lost half of our viewers. Um, but I'm going to be in Philippians 2. And um, I hope we can have a good discussion about this because honestly, this uh, migraine is literally makes me feel like my eyes are about to hit my glasses. Um, Philippians 2 says, If there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion, any sympathy, make my joy complete. Be the same mind, having the same love, being of full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from a selfish ambition or conceit, but to hum- or to humiliate. Regard others better than yourself. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the... F- he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God Hmm. as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in a human likeness, and being found in a human form, being humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Hmm. Now, why I think this is important was really the idea is that what really drew me to this verse and has always drawn me to this part of Philippians was that Christ had no reputation, that Jesus made himself of no reputation. And I always thought that was very interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, that there wasn't some some need to be anything but what he was. Um, the fact that Jesus had the reputation of being a drunk and a friend of sinners, you know, and uh, you know, from the wrong side of the tracks, you know, did not seem to get in the way of what his work was. And, um, you know, even his disciples never got this, you know. They were like, hey, you know, this town doesn't respect you. Why don't you call down the angels and bring down hellfire and brimstone, you know, and he's like, you guys don't know what you're asking. You don't even know what you're talking about. Um, Mm. And as simple as this may seem, um, how does this, like, I don't know, I I guess I'm just more of a practical teacher, and how do we make this stuff practical in our own lives? You know, how do we make this wash and wear kind of a thing work? Um, And I was thinking about this as at the beginning, which wasn't even going to be my focus of this talk. I really was going to talk about what does it make, what does it look like for us to not make ourselves of have have any reputation, um, you know? Because I, I and I'll go on on that in a second. But this idea of of I mean, this seems like bad advice. If you're alive right now, and someone is giving you this advice <laughs> in the world we live in. Where we're now 
progressives are, are just as crazy as conservatives and we're all like policing each other's words and thoughts and ideas. Um, it's getting out of hand. You know, this is, this comes to the point where this stuff is, 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 uh, is not good advice, you know, because it seems to be like we all have to police each other. And this says do nothing from selfish ambition or, you know, conceit, in humility, regard others better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but for the interests of others. Now, I think everybody would say, oh, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing, man. That's why I'm, I'm telling you you can't say that or you can't do that or you can't think that way or why you got to say this and not that. You know, why we word police each other. Um, but is it really? Are we virtue signaling is my question. Are mm, we trying mm. to be better than each other? Are we trying to be like... No, man, I'm just, bro, I'm just looking out for everybody else. I mean, I'm just a, a saint, man. You know, I mean, that's my question. What is our motives? You know, are we trying to make a reputation for ourselves? You know, are there, are there certain things you don't, you're not, I mean, are there things I don't talk about on social media anymore? Sure. You know, when I'm thinking certain things or I want to be like, oh, I went and did this or, oh, I hung out with this or, you know, um, I'll give you an example that something that's not cool that I did that was probably not seen, would not be seen as cool or that I thought is so there's a park by my house that my kids don't really we've go to and, and and they're not thrilled with it so I found another park and it was a little bit further away and we drove all the way out there and um it was closed down it was locked up COVID everything like that um. And honestly, I was thinking to myself, like, you know, freaking Disneyland is open. You know, what are we parents supposed to do? We've got these little germ breeders all over the place. Why can't we just play at this park? I mean, to me, this is a bit much, okay? Not a progressive thought. Not cool thought, you know what I mean? It was, you know, whatever. You could say, oh, Jay's having a conservative thought. I hate the fact that we've politicized this shit Amen. anyway. I just think it's ridiculous. I just wanted to play with my kids and take them to a park. And this park wasn't available. So I was like, you know, whatever. I was like, hey, sorry, guys, we can't do this. It looks really awesome, and we'll come back. And so we drove to the other park that they're not thrilled with. But guess what? That park was somewhat opened, I guess. There was no tape or anything. So we went to that park, and we played, and we ran around, and all that stuff. Um, you know, but the fact is, is, like, you can't just keep your kids in the house all day long or they're going to go insane. I live in an apartment complex. The apartment complex that I live at took all the major stuff off of the playground, like the thing that they slide down and all that stuff, took that off because of COVID. So there's like a playground with nothing that you can really play on. No, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, you know? And so anyway, the idea is, is like, the, I have these thoughts, you know? Um, Maybe not popular thoughts, you know, like, but I also like when I go to the, like when I've gone to the stores, they have like bathrooms shut, like each urinal as every other urinal is opened, but you're still two feet away from the other person, (laughs) you know, I'm like, ah, this is great, but it's not, it's not six feet. It's not the actual thing, but what it does is it makes us feel better about what we're doing. It's like often like, you know. I'm not going to even... I, there's so many things you would get into that things that we do to make ourselves feel better about ourselves mm. or to virtue signal other people mm-hmm. that that you can really be like, I could talk about, but I'm so afraid to say it because 
I don't want to get canceled. Oh, I don't want to yeah. get bitched at. You know what I mean? I don't want. Oh, freaking froze again. Hey, everybody. Sorry. Why are we doing a GoFundMe? We're doing a GoFundMe because all of our equipment, like we, my phone, the sound is messed up. Caleb's phone freezes. Um, this is why we're trying to get a new camera to do this stuff and a new computer to work on stuff um, to work all this these things out. We're just having issues with all of our online, our video stuff, and we really need to do that. And part of the also raising the funds is to give some money to Caleb because Seattle's locked down. So we want to help him. Thank you, yeah. Um, and I, I want to say I really, really do appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, it's a it, rock in a hard place right now for everybody. You know, it's um, it's it's tough going out there. Rock in a hard place. I'm going to try to finish this talk and uh, because I've got a headache. I'm tired. The camera shuts down. It screws up the whole talk. And it sucks for the people who are listening online um, on the podcast. But anyway... So that's why we're trying to do fundraisers. We, we honestly do need better equipment to do this stuff, guys. And, um, you know, we've been doing this for like 26 years and taking a lot of sacrifices to be where we're at. And I've been, you know, really tried our, our damnedest to make this a good church and, um, and to make this a place where anybody can come and there's no expectations. We're really trying to do that. But... Um, at this point, we really do need help. And I know the world is in hell right now and everybody's going through hell, but um, we really do need your support. And, it, you know, and it's, it, it'll be a tax write-off. So there you go. Anyway, so as I was saying, I have politically incorrect thoughts as well. Um, and, uh, you know, but it's funny because I, as a speaker, want to have a reputation, even though I don't really have much of one left anymore. Just to be honest with you guys, that's kind of gone out the door. Um, you know, I don't even think with some of the more progressive folks that I used to roll with, even roll with, want to roll with me anymore. Um, but whatever, you know, that's not here nor there. This is a place for everybody. And of course, the pastor is going to make a place for everybody. He's going to have all sorts of different thoughts. So there you go. But not making yourself of a reputation, not worrying about what others, putting yourself in the other thoughts. This is all we talk about as we're talking about constantly, like how can we be more empathetic towards each other? How can we understand each other? How can we argue better? How can we have better conversations? And I think what Jesus was doing was making himself of no reputation, and that's why I hung out with tax collectors. Now, here's the thing is I was thinking, though, is if Jesus had social media, what would happen? And if there would have been social media around Jesus' time. And honestly, this is what I was thinking was, is that, is that people would be talking about Jesus hangs out with prostitutes. Jesus went and met a woman at the well by himself without his other disciples there. You know what I mean? Because like a lot of televangelists or preachers, you know, they don't take pictures alone with women. You know, and here Jesus was with a Samaritan woman of all people who was who of, who of ill repute, what was it? Ill repute, ill repute. You know, because she was there in the middle of the day, they were hanging out by themselves having a conversation. Everybody would be like, "What the hell's going on with Jesus? What's he doing?" 
Uh, Jesus hung out with the tax collectors. You know, those were seen as traitors to their own people. What does Jesus do? He holds up a coin and says, oh, give to Caesar what is Caesar. So not only is he hanging out with tax collectors, he's telling people, pay your taxes. You know, hmm. so that seems a little bit like, oh, Jesus is hanging out with the tax collectors and he wants you to pay his taxes. You know, what's Jesus up to? Because tax collectors could collect a little extra to keep themselves. So I'm sure people thought that about Jesus. Most of his ministry was funded by women. Probably not a big thing. He was pretty much homeless. You know, so if you think about how he would be handled now, it would be like, Jesus hangs out with prostitutes. So all the conservatives would be like, oh my God, what's he doing with prostitutes? He's eating with them. And then it'd be like, Jesus hangs out with tax collectors and says, pay your taxes, you know. And of course, liberals, we do like taxes. Um, as long as they're going to really good things. But we would probably be like, what? He's hanging out with the government, you know? And then he mm. was hanging out with also, uh, what was the group that wanted to kill the tax collectors? Uh, he hung out with... Oh, the... Um, and the other disciple, a zealot. Zealots, so he hung out the, with zealots. The religious zealots. So Jesus hangs out Jewish with zealots, zealot. yeah. you know? Um, and then he would also talk to, you know, he would rebuke Pharisees, but every now and then he would even sit down with Pharisees. So the idea is, is that he would not be socially acceptable now. Jesus would not be seen as stoked about the conservative sides if he is in America or by the woke side. You know what I mean? He, he would step on everybody's toes, piss everybody off to the point where Jesus would probably just be canceled by everybody, written off and forgotten about. Um, so be like Jesus. You know, this is where religion becomes an issue. This is where religion hits the rubber hits the road. This is where it really becomes something that challenges us to live outside of ourselves and to really die to our egos every day and let some of the bullshit slide. Because there's people who need to have conversations. There's people who will change if we do have conversations. And if we don't sit around and demand our own way the whole time or worry about how mm-hmm. we're going to be seen, then we're able to communicate with others. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing is like in order to do that, we have to sacrifice certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've had people lately who've been friends of mine for years get mad because I don't talk about certain things or that I don't say certain things or that I, you know, and I'm like, you know, I'm trying to think some of this through or that I'm, you know, that I have compassion towards my conservative brothers and sisters and they think it's like I'm winking at them or something, you know, and I'm just like, well, great, you know, 15 years ago I was accused of winking at the LGBT community and saying what they wanted to hear, you know, by conservatives. Now you're telling me I'm being too nice to conservatives. You know, it's like I'm called... We are called to love people and to have no reputation. Amen. You know, people would talk about Jesus, you know, like, oh, did you hear about the party that Jesus went to? Supposedly he had a miracle, but, you know, it was the three-day party and everybody was drunk. You know, this is who Jesus was. Right. And then Jesus was humiliated and killed on a cross by Rome, you know, and, and it was a humiliation. And... The fact that we are able, that the apostles and uh, were able to spin Christ's crucifixion in a way that we're still talking about this guy is, is that's the miracle in itself. <laughs> if you really want to find, like, where's the miracle? Is that we're still talking about Jesus and that Jesus is still influencing us when um, he was, you know, when Rome killed him. Um, it's so funny. I remember one time this guy who was an anti Semite was like talking to me. I didn't realize he was anti Semitic. But he's like, he's like, you know what I'm talking about. And I was like, he's like, you know, the ones who killed Jesus. And I was like, oh, the Romans? 
And he's like, no, bro, not the Romans. And I was like, oh, I got to get out of here. This guy's freaking me out. Yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, like, any, like, I've never understood, like, how anti-Semitism comes from Christianity. Like, I get it, kind of, but I'm like, Jesus was Jewish. Jesus is Jewish. We just froze again. Hey, everybody. Sorry about that. Um, to be honest with you, I, the, the, the camera continuing to pause, just technical difficulties is making this really hard to do. Um, so I'm just going to sum up my talk really quick. And the idea is, is how can we make ourselves of no reputation? How can we be rebels? You know, um, how can we really go out there and make a difference and play the long game in a way and think critically? Um, cause I think eventually, you know, the PC police, we always, you know, we always go through these times where people get really, you know, and then it fades away and it look back and we go like, Oh, what were we thinking? Um, so how do we play the long game? And how do we work on community? How do we, you know, defend and talk and make sense of things and not scapegoat? Um, But loving your enemies and loving other people's enemies is going to cost you your reputation. It just does. I mean, I've had people who thought I, you know, was the best thing since sliced bread. And then because I started saying being compassionate towards your enemies and loving your enemies and, 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 and listen well and argue well, they started getting angry at me. And I mean, I had one guy send me a letter from a Birmingham jail and it just, I was like, what? You know, telling me that I was right. being, being, you know, I was the moderate white m- middle class, whatever. And, um, man, I had to shut my Facebook down because my progressive friends were, I'm not people I knew, but progressive people that I care about were just going insane. So the idea is, I guess, is we have to learn to live with no reputation. And if we can't handle the criticism, then we can shut down our social media and and just love people where we're at. And that's the thing is so often when we're judging people, we don't know where they're at in their own community and what they're doing and the work they're doing and who they're meeting with and what they're trying to change. And so I think it's important for us to... You know, maybe hang out with other people who don't have reputations either. You know, I just, I never wanted to be a part of a legalistic system or a social club. Um, I saw recently somebody was texting that, that mainliners are getting, some mainliner, mainline progressive churches are getting tired of um, all these ex-evangelicals coming in and kind of taking over. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. And so... You think they'd be uh, so fast friends. You know, they're just saying, like, they're like, oh, they're they're complaining all the time. They're talking about being ex-evangelical and all this stuff. And, you know, they're kind of stepping into our territory a little bit too much. And I'm like, you know... So I saw this, and I responded to the person. I'm like, it's like a hospital that's like, oh, we don't like knife wounds. You know, like, mm. scratch knees are fine, but knife wounds we don't like. You know, I was just like... This is ridiculous. Why does the church always, no matter if it's progressive or conservative or whatever it is, because we think these titles somehow define us. Right. Identity um, politics. How do they, um, how do they, I lost my train of thought. Um, How do they, how does the church always seem to go back to being a, a, a social club, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 treating like, certain wounds over others. So, 
I don't know. It's just like who's better than who, or who fits in, or mm. you know, no wonder people are leaving the church. I don't blame them. You know, if, if people are like, oh, you can't complain about that, or you you can't talk about your hurt from that situation. I mean, it's just it's re- it's it's bullshit. It's a brood of vipers stuff. It's it's legalistic crap. It's wishy washy people who yep. who 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 don't know themselves. You know, and and need to grow as well. And um, that's why we try to do a place for everybody else. I'm not trying to say these people are bad, but I'm just trying to say, like, if I find a church that says we don't want these type of people here, you know, one, I'd say don't go to that church and find a church that does want you there. And two, I would love to sit down with pastors or leadership in that type of church and just have a discussion and be like, why is this an issue? Amen. You know what I mean? Like, well, this is not our space anymore. You know, the idea that church is a safe space is ridiculous. If you want a safe space, don't start a church, period. You know, start a, start a club that only certain people can come to. But if a church is going to be welcoming all people, no matter who they are, what they've done, like the Bible talks about, it's not going to be a safe space. It can be a place where we argue well. That's what we talk about, arguing well. But um, there is no safe space, you know. Uh, you know, trigger warnings and things like that are great, but, you know, but they don't make sense because when you go into life and you live life, divorce happens. Cheating happens. Horrible things happen yeah. constantly right. in the world. Yeah. And, um, you know, George Floyd's get killed by policemen in front of you on a video. You know what I mean? They're, they're, just, they're just life, right. you know? So to say that you want warnings and shit like that, I mean, I, I get it, but that's just not real life. Life isn't safe. Life is tough. Life is hell. Life is hard. And life is fantastic, too. If you learn how to live well and care about other people, it really gets amazing. Um, but anyway, I just want to... We're not going to do Q&A today, only because the camera keeps freezing. And if it freezes again, I'm literally... My head's going to explode because I have a really bad headache and I'm tired. And honestly, that's why we're doing the GoFundMe fundraiser. So if you need a reason to support us and want to know, like, do we really need this equipment? Yeah, we do. We, we really do. Because, honestly, I can't continue to, to do it where the mic's messed up or the camera's messed up or things like that because it's just really hard to communicate with you guys, and I really feel thrown off right now, to be honest with you, and it probably pissed off some people, too. And I, I hate to do that, um, but I feel rushed because I'm afraid the camera's going to stop. Right. Anyhow. Yeah, it's bad, bad, uh, bad recipe. Love you guys, and have a good week. And... Um, Please share the GoFundMe with folks. Please tell people about it. Um, if you're on Facebook and you're up here and I see your faces, please share. <laughs> I'm going to guilt you like most good churches. Um, where were you, brother? You know, just I won't ask you where you've been. You could never come back again. But if you retweet, uh, re-Facebook, you know, you, you guys can share on Facebook. I know you can. And you get the indulgences. So there you go. Yeah, and you get three free sins. So enjoy those. All right, love you guys. Talk to you later. And um, there's there's a treat for Pete right there. All right, bye-bye. We'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website. That was a post-Christian podcast.